I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. What's up, family? This is the Isaiah Thomas edition of the Playmaker Podcast. That's right, episode 11. 11. Welcome Wait, back, Keith. Before, oh. before, go before, ahead, go ahead. It's me, Nikita, but before we start, wow, we done made it to 11 episodes. How many of these episodes is me and you? I don't have that exact number, but it's probably like seven or wow. six, six or seven. Wow. Something like just that. Just yesterday. Yeah, we're we're moving right along, you know. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. Nah, you good? It was just on my heart to be like, wow, we didn't. This is a, a dynamic duo, Steph and Clay, right now. Steph and Clay, I, I don't like that one because you know, <laughs> you know me, I don't like the Warriors. Kobe and Shaq, Kyrie and LeBron, Kate, um, Katie and Russell, mm-hmm. James and CP3. I, I, D-Way, I, LeBron. Do you like yeah, that? yeah. You, anybody y'all get it? Y'all, y'all get it. All right, let's get into it. But um, welcome, guys, to another episode. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're a new listener, uh, I hope you enjoy what we have to offer. And also, we just, we're just we just glad you're tuning in to uh, the Playmaker Podcast. And if you're new, like I said, we talk about sports, culture, yep. current events, and yep. uh, just anything that you would like to hear and also anything that's going on in the news and the world and in our our local community that we see. But um, let's get this thing rolling. Uh, you know, NBA Finals talk. Uh, Raptors are up 2-1 right now. I was now. smiling the whole game. I've never been so happy to see the Warriors lose. And I don't care that they didn't have Steph. I mean, Clay didn't care they didn't have KD. Didn't care. Just was happy living in the moment. Uh, the Raptors did what they were supposed to do. That was a must win for the Raptors. You lose that game and then they do. And then I think Clay's going to play tonight. Definitely. Um, KD's gonna be out this whole series. I don't know this dot this. I don't know why we are gonna keep saying it. He's out this whole series. The words are not telling us something about that injury. Um, is more serious than they may have thought. Is more serious than KD may have thought. But those doctors are not keeping him out for any reason. It, that injury is very serious. He's not gonna play this whole series. It's already game four. He hasn't been practicing. He hasn't been doing anything. So he's not gonna play this whole series. Yeah, I definitely think they're hiding what the injury really is. Um. Now they're saying he maybe he'll be back game six, but like I just don't just why just stop holding out and just tell the people like yeah you're done like he's done 
Yeah, know? because now you're giving him false hope and you're giving the team false hope. If they think, that, all right, KD going to come back this game, this game. No, if you know he's not going to come back at all, he hasn't been practicing or been playing. So I know a lot of people say, oh, you can get whatever percentage of KD is better, but what if you don't even get a 50% KD? And then and what is that? You get what I'm saying? Like, if he's not even close to who he is. Mm-hmm. Now, if he, if, now, if you say, if you're going to tell me he's 70, 80%, all right, bet, I'll take it 70, 80%. But the man hasn't been practicing. He hasn't been running up and down the court. I don't even think he's been working out. Nope. So that you're definitely not going to rehab. Yeah, just rehab. Bit. So you're definitely not going to get a sixty seventy. You might not even get a fifty if he hasn't been pl- working out. You know, so I don't know. The injuries were way more serious, but the Raptors played very well. Um, yeah, the refs. I know. I know the Warriors fans didn't like some of the calls, but they. they you were home. I, you guys were so <laughs> hyped about being home, and so yeah, a lot of the calls were iffy. I don't think it had impact on the game. The Raptors had control of the game throughout the first quarter throughout. And anytime the Warriors went on their normal type of run, the Raptors were able to uh, stop it. And hit a big shot. Hit a big shot. Kawhi, he didn't play his best, but the supporting cast. Still had cast, 30. Still had 30. The supporting That's cast crazy. played very well. Kyle Lowry played very well. Um, Van Fleek played very well. And Siakam is cooking. He cooking. Especially that matchup when he has with Iggy. Oh, he's eating. Oh, yeah. Treating him like a baby. Mm-hmm. When that matchup with Iggy, he's asking for the ball. I like it. Even with Draymond, he... He's a young player. He's going to win uh, most improved. He deserves it. He's only going to get better. So, yeah, the Raptors have the control of the series. Um, I like the momentum. You putting the pressure on the defending champs, and I know they like it. Like Draymond said, we got to win game four, five, and celebrate game six. And that should be a champion's mentality. But don't be too cocky because this this Raptors team, they already know they can beat you at home. Right. So um, just want to be mindful of that. To go back to your point with the injuries, and like nobody really cares. Um, I agree. Nobody cares because a couple a couple finals ago, Cavs uh, players were hurt. Yeah, Kyrie LeBron was hurt. Had, Kevin Love was exactly. hurt. Exactly. LeBron had Della Vadova. Who who yeah? Della Vadova. Yeah, he did. <sighs> exactly. Like, my point. And so, I was saying like um, just to myself really because there's nobody really to talk to about the game when I'm watching it by myself. But Steph. Pro- uh, realize a little bit what LeBron was going through, where to where he like had to carry a team mm-hmm. and score damn near fifty, but couldn't get the win, and that's kind of what LeBron was doing for a while. And like, yeah. do you just get that? Obviously, it's not going to happen again because Clay's coming back, so that's a whole different team. Correct. Because Absolutely. now they got to worry about two shooters instead Correct. of just that. Absolutely. But um. I think he just got a little glimpse of what LeBron was going through. Oh yes, yeah, most glimpse. of his years getting them them Cavs teams to the finals, um, because like you said, Della Vadova. Like no knock on Della Vadova, yeah, yeah, but you're not gonna beat the Warriors. He's in the NBA, but yeah, that's like, just that's that tough. can't be that can't be a name. And what they took the Warriors to was it five six? Or they played so many times, you know. Yeah, I, I can't I, remember. They all intertwined. Yeah, but that's um, what it seems like. Yeah, he got a glimpse of it. He would never get the full glimpse nah. of it because um, LeBron's unless, talent. Unless, unless everybody leaves. But, yeah, you but, know. Le, but LeBron's talent was able to. <laughs> mind you, y'all, Reg <laughs> want that to happen. He want that. <laughs> but, like, if if um, LeBron's game is. He's such a good, like, an awesome player that he was able to. He can take a team to the finals on his talent alone. Um, Steph Curry, like, was able to witness in that game 47 points, no win. Yeah, that would be how it is if Steph Curry was your number one option and you had nothing else. Yeah, he would average about 40, 50 points, but he wouldn't win because he's not a factor on the defensive end. He's not 
he's a scorer at the end of the day, you know. So it, it's it's tough to say, but the yeah. Raptors did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, and I think the Raptors they played so well because Kyle Lowry set a um, he just made it a, a emphasis to be aggressive. From the start of the game, like yeah. he was taking I shots. A couple episodes ago, you that was what you were saying. Like, if Kyle Lowry could be who he is and be aggressive, and and I was saying that push the ball on the Warriors. And uh, guys, like me and Ray said, we're not professionals, but come on now, go back to running tapes back. It's 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 not simple to for them as players to like get the job done, but it's Correct. simple to analyze and like see what they should do. Like Kyle Lowry, when he's aggressive. And he's shooting the ball. That just put that much more pressure on the defense because Correct. now he's not just a defensive option. He's on offense. You got to worry about him because now he's hitting shots like he was in game three. Yep, hitting three step back jumpers like Going getting to, to the, the rack. Yep. And now when he drives, now he's kicking to Danny Green who yep. hit five threes or six threes in, yep. the, sure in game three. Now he's going. Yep. So now everybody's clicking. Ka- Kawhi gonna get twenty plus every game. Correct. Siakam. And the thing about it is, with Kawhi is, yeah, he's quiet. He laid back. He might have been a quiet thirty, but it was an impactful thirty because the oh, Warriors yeah. went on a run and he was down by seven. And who hit the three? Kawhi hit the three. Then Van Fleet came down. He hit a three. Then what's the name? Saved the ball out of bounds. Like a lot of key plays that the uh, Raptors were able to get. Like I said, the refs. It was some iffy calls, but that's the finals. It's gonna be like that. It was not substantial enough to turn the outcome of the game. And I know Warriors fans can admit that. None of them calls could turn the outcome of the game. Y'all was just out of sync at some point. Like, y'all got to seven, but then y'all couldn't get past that. And I just think for that. So, Clay is back tonight. Mm-hmm. More than likely. He wanted to play last game, but they was saying, like, um, the trainers and Steve Kerr didn't want to play him and then risk him re-aggravating the injury or making I think it worse. It was just, I think the Warriors and Steve Kerr and the whole coaching thing, they were just betting on how the, good the Warriors are. Think so? Yeah, I'm thinking like, bet, we're going we gonna to rest Clay. We're talented enough to take this loss. Yeah. I don't, we're not going to lose game four. So. And they finally yeah, saw exactly. how regular a team they are mm-hmm. without oh, yeah. Katie and Clay. Correct. Like, so oh, they better. Oh, probably should, is definitely going to stop now. Oh, what are they without KD? You seen it? Well, who are they without Clay? You seen it? You seen the, the offense was so like, it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I should call it bad, but it was Steph got his. But it wasn't when it wasn't when normal. he kicked it out. Nobody can shoot. You got mm-hmm. Iguodala out there who he's here and there. You got Sean Livingston who won't shoot a three, and he, but he mm-hmm. knows his role. You have who else? Quinn Cook was out there. He yeah. can shoot though. Yeah, but at one point they had a lineup where it was Steph Curry and then. A bunch of non-shooters like Draymond, oh, yeah, Iguodala, yeah, Livingston, Livingston, and, and um, Bogut. Bogut. Like yeah. what? Yeah, that's. Tough. I'm like, oh, this is what y'all doing? If they, if if Clay is on like a minute restriction or whatever, and they put that lineup in, and the Raptors don't turn up, y'all deserve to lose Game Four. Y'all deserve to lose Game Five and Game Six <laughs> and Game Seven because they put that lineup in. The Raptors coach should put Kawhi in like. This ain't no. This ain't the time for oh let's play chess and checkers. Like if this if if Steph Curry and them on the bench, I'm putting my starters in. We're trying right. to win a championship. It's a week left in the NBA season. Like, nah, we trying to win a championship. What you trying to save their legs for? We trying to win a championship. <laughs> it, it, if if Steph and them whoever out is Clay just in and he the only Clay and Draymond in and Steph Curry not on the court, I'm I'm putting I'm putting my guys in. Because at the end of the day, I'm trying to win a championship. I'm trying to make a statement. The Raptors win game four. They're putting pressure on the Warriors that they never felt before. 
Right. And as I said before, Kyle Lowry is, I think he's the X factor for the Raptors because um, he just brings a different edge to the game when he's aggressive on offense. Like he's hitting shots and not only hitting shots, but he's making plays for others and he's forcing the action. Right. When you get that switch off the pick and roll, it's barbecue chicken. Barbecue. I'm sorry, sorry. Barbecue. Sorry. Every time he get that switch on the pick and roll, I'm like, my eyes light up. I'm like, Mm. it's cooking. Go to the basket. Because whoever in front of him off that pick and roll can't guard him off the pick and roll. So, So, speaking of Lowry, um, it was one play where he dove into the crowd, mm -hmm. hit hit a couple people, and a fan shoved him. And the fan fan happened to be... Before everybody knew it, the fan happened to be like a cold, an investor, yeah, like, an like investor. a Warriors investor. Uh, his name is Mark Stevens. He shoved Kyle Lowry and also says some, you know, some words. Some go, words go you wouldn't yourself. say to your mom. Yeah, you wouldn't say around your mom. You, you know. So what do you think? Like, what do you think about that? It caught me off guard because when I watched it at first, I was like, this man really just go over and push him like that, like. You got to think, like, when you play in a sport, it doesn't even just have to be basketball. Like, you in a zone. Like, you in a in a mode. Like, and you doing something in your sport and then you taking out of it because somebody want to push you or touch you or put your hands on you. Like, luckily, thank goodness that Kyle Lowry was able to have restraint because let that would have been Ron Artest or let that would have been one of them other guys in a certain type of era. Like, mm-hmm. you would have been, they wouldn't have been pretty. Or if it wasn't in the finals. Exactly, where he know his team. If it was the regular season, he might have messed around and. Yeah, you never know what you would do different. in that situation because you like what, like why are you touching me and then why are you saying profanities? Like, I'm like like people, it's it's, I think people with them floor seats, do y'all read the fine print of the floor seats? Because I I check the prices of them. I probably won't be able to afford floor seats for a while, which is okay. Because mm-hmm. all I do is buy a seventy inch TV. Now I'm on the floor. <laughs> Um, more the story, <laughs> more HD. the story. Yeah, HD, or you could put them glasses on or something. Mm-hmm. So, do y'all read the fine print of the, of the tickets? Like, come on now, like you, like people don't come to your job and touch you and stuff like that. The NBA made that a luxury that y'all can be that close. No other sport has their fan base that close. Hockey got glass up. Mm-hmm. Football is is a barrier. Yep. Security all around it. Baseball, you in a in like bleachers. Mm-hmm. Security around it. Soccer, like the list could go on. NBA, the only sport that have their fan base so close. What I'm saying is that's a luxury. Be respectful. Nobody comes to your job and put their hands on you. So maybe you work at a call center or where you work something at a fast food restaurant. Nobody come and put their hands on you there. Don't do that to people. Like, yeah, you mad at your team not playing well. It's your team not playing well. If Steph Curry would have fell in there and you hit him because you're mad at your team, why well, touch the other player team? It doesn't right, make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like And like Kyle Lowry said in his uh, interview after the game, he was just like, you, that just goes to show you his true character, like how he really feels about maybe not his players, the Warriors, but other players in the league. Like if somebody dives in the crowd, he, he wants to push them. Like, it, like it's not one. He didn't even fall into him, really. No, he was nowhere near him. Like why are you pushing... Why are you put, why are you touching him like Yeah, that's the number one thing. Why are you touching him? <laughs> and then and I don't know if you saw they banned him for a year and, mm, and they fined him right? 500,000. But 500,000 is not even 1% of what he's worth. He's worth billions of dollars. That's not even 1% of what he's worth. <laughs> um, wow. Crazy, right? So that's like nothing. That's like Oh, so that's like a dollar. Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> so that's really not going to teach him anything. Because next year you get, you just ban for one year and you just have to pay $1. Oh, okay. But if it was vice versa and I was an African-American investor that put his hands on a Caucasian player. He's losing his title. I'm just, I don't want to speculate. I'm but. not speculating. I'm just saying, guys, put the shoe on opposite foot. I'm telling you, it wouldn't be the same. It is a little outrage right now. It'll die off. But this, this is the world we live in. You got to expect the those type of decisions because, you know, it's privilege. Certain people get Like LeBron privileges. said, like, you, when do you, at, the, at some point, when do you protect the players? Because do you want another, pal, like that? Do you want another, like, brawl like mm-hmm. they had? Because fans are so privileged and they think they can do so much. You got to think of it at the end of the day, these are grown men with children. So you think I'm going to let another grown man disrespect me and my children don't disrespect me and I have family right. that watch the games and I have family that look up to me and I have people that look up to me and I'm supposed to let another man disrespect me at, at my job, at my workplace? No, no, it doesn't work like that. And Kyle Lowry showed a lot of restraint. He showed a lot of character. He showed a lot of uh, patience in that situation to just be like, there's no need for me to go crazy. I'll just tell the referee and have the security guard escort him out. But would a man learn a lesson? I don't know. I don't know. Um, define? Okay, fine, cool. But I don't know if the year ban is enough. Because now he's going to, the year ban, he's going to be able to come back to the new arena, sit for, and and just continue. Yeah. Like a bunch of NBA players said, and just a bunch of people in general, like, there's no place for that in the league. Like, no fan or anybody else should put their hands on a player or anybody else like correct like it's not it's one like you said read the fine print on them floor seats and he should know best because yeah. he's he's part of the Warriors That's what I'm saying. like you're part of the NBA so you know what it says and Draymond said it in his interview um the fine print says like be aware that you're on the floor and there's a possibility you may be hit by a ball or a player correct like it so didn't say put your you're hands part on of the court yeah essentially like yeah well, you got to think about it like this. The NBA made it a luxury, guys. It made it a luxury, and that's why they charge a very expensive fee for those tickets as well. Because it's a luxury, and you're putting the players at risk. You don't know. So, obviously, they're not getting in with weapons and stuff. So, cool. Yeah. They got metal detectors. But, but the weapons that people have, you can have your hands and you have your words. You know? So, you still have to be mindful of what you say to people. And, yes, competitive nature it takes us all. We all have been there in a moment where you're cheering for your team and things go left. But you got to understand, you're a fan at the end of the day. Relax. Relax. You're not getting paid by these teams. You can love your team. You can support your team. But just relax. Calm down. Like, it's not that serious. Cause you, At the end of the day, you still have to go back to your regular life, live your regular life, go to your regular job, and live with your family. So why have your emotions so bunched up in the team? Calm down. I learned my lesson. I've been a Philadelphia Eagles fan all my life, and I boohoo cried when we lost to the New England Patriots the first Super Bowl. I mean, distraught. Like, I was suited up in a uniform. My grandmother told me, like, no, you don't, it's not that serious. You got to relax. Like, calm down. It's just a game. So, from that day on, the crying still continued because the <laughs> team was very bad. Continuing, you know, we won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Like, we're, but, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, please. Slow down. Stop talking about the Eagles. Like, ah, oh, gosh! You gotta be a Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. fan. 
gotta be. The hate was real. Season coming soon, so you know what we're gonna be talking about soon. I don't know, Reg, man. My spirit, man. You not feeling this season? I don't know, Reg. They just gave your boy a big contract. Oh, we going off track. But they gave your boy a big contract. He deserved it. We'll see. Okay. Because he's past two years he's been getting hurt and it's around the same time. So guys, like we were saying, uh <laughs> pertaining to uh the incident. Keep your hands to yourself. You guys learned this in kindergartens. So keep your hands to yourself. Don't be putting your hands on people. You don't know what people are going through. Right. You mess around, put your hands on the right person, you won't be on Warstar. Yeah, and speaking of uh just keeping your just keeping your, your space, stay in your space. Um Beyonce and Jay Z was at the game. Mm. And it was a, I guess it was a viral video that went out where lady next to her, Nicole I'm mispronounced her name, Corin or something. Um, which is the wife of the owner. That pushed the guy? No, no, no. Oh, this is okay. a whole different Okay, okay, okay. On the other side of the Okay, 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 baby. So baby. Beyonce and Jay Z was at the game. Court side, of course. Mm-hmm. They were sitting next to Nicole Corin and mm-hmm. Joe Lacob, which is the owner. Oh, the owner, yep, yep, yep. I know. That's his wife. I don't know him personally, but I know. So those Beyonce and Jay Z were was her guests. So the video that came out is like she came out and said like she was um, asking Jay Z what drink he wanted and did he want ice, but he couldn't hear because it was so loud in there. And then the video that went viral on the internet and social media is when she was like hunched over trying to see what Jay Z wanted. Her Beyonce face, like, she got real serious. And, um, you know, Beyonce got that beehive. And uh, they found the lady's page and put a bunch of bees. And then the lady even said she started to get death threats. What you, like, what you think? It was never that serious. But, you know, the beehive get a little crazy. I hope none of them hear this. Um, disclaimer, <laughs> beehive. We are up and coming podcast. We do not need none of the drama that you be trying to Mm-mm. y'all be trying to put on people. So that's my. I, it disclaimer. wasn't even that serious. That's my disclaimer. Uh, first of all, that that was her guest. Those were her guests. She she's doing what you're supposed to do when you have guests. Like, what was she supposed to do? What like okay, maybe she could have whispered it to Beyonce, but she wasn't asking Beyonce's drink. I'm asking Jay Z. He's a grown man. I can't ask him what he wants to Death drink. Death threats though. She didn't gaze into his eyes or anything. She just re- leaned over and said, what do you want to drink? It's loud in the, Her the arena. Her husband got as much, more money than Jay-Z. Like. Correct. Like, w- y'all be so the- pressed about these celebrity relationships. Like, y'all say it over good. good. My bad. <laughs> Reg real petty today, and y'all, and y'all deserve this. But, yeah, like, Beyonce and Hove is good. Beyonce, y'all, y'all be reading too much into her faces. She probably was just, like, over it in general, like. At the game, chilling, you know? I don't know. Maybe she don't like people talking in her face. I don't like that either. So then maybe the lady could have whispered to Beyonce, and Beyonce asked Hove, okay, but that's not the big deal. Y'all don't got to – y'all be going too far. Like, y'all be doing too much. Like, Beyonce really loves her fan base, and she care about y'all, but I know she would be disappointed in a lot of y'all actions. Like, this lady is an innocent lady. Like, she didn't do anything wrong. She's not Becky with the good hair. Y'all didn't find her Instagram. Y'all didn't find her Instagram and start putting beehives on her. But y'all gonna, this innocent lady that just asked Jay-Z for his drink at the game where she told them to come as guests. Like, y'all really wildin'. Like, y'all gotta chill out because it's not that serious. And y'all gonna meet the right one. Y'all gonna meet the right one that's not gonna be scared of y'all. But y'all, y'all run deep. Y'all like, (laughs) y'all deep. Like, 
Yeah, I just wanted to to bring that up, see what your thoughts were, but it was never that serious. (laughs) I don't think it was never that serious. I think it was, like I said, slow news there. Definitely slow. Um, But before we get off this, this... this series and this these topics. Um, who you got tonight? Game four, Raptors, Warriors, Clayback, um, Toronto up two one. Game at nine o'clock. I got the Raptors, but mm. let me be clear. It's just on my heart that the Raptors will win. Would I be, and I'm Warriors probably gonna win. Let's be honest, but I feel like the Raptors. The game plan that they have, they've been executing it to a T. Steph Curry went off last game. Bet. All right, try do it again. Do it again. Hit 47 again. A lot of those shots. Now, some of those shots wasn't contested. A lot of them was. Steph Curry was on a lot of falling the other game, too. Yeah, I'm tired of it, actually. I thought somebody was like. Nobody's touching him. And I know falling. that's the league we have nowadays, like. You shoot and you just fall, and more than likely you'll get the foul. Yeah, but he was just falling like like his shooting sideways. He falling. I'm like, why is that Craig falling so much? Better, you better be careful. That's how Clay uh, strained that hamstring trying yeah. to get that contact and hurt yeah. himself. Yeah, gotta be careful. But yeah, um, Warriors are probably win today. I want the Raptors to win. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raptors have the confidence. They playing with cash. They playing with money. Like they good. Like go out there, play your hardest. They hearts. did what they had to do. Yeah, go out there, play your hardest. You stole one at Oracle. What you had to do, um, follow the game plan, and you know you could win here. And remember, you the last. You one of the last teams to win four straight. You just came off a series where you won four straight, so it can be done. This is one of the best teams to do it on if it can be done, you know. So you go out there, you play, you play, stick to the game plan. The Warriors are gonna make runs. Clay gonna come out there. He's gonna be angry. Anytime, you know, Clay never been out of playoff game, so he was mad. He was on the bench, just mad. You could just see it in his face. So he's gonna come out ready to go. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta be ready for that 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 slug, that punch they're gonna throw at you because they're gonna throw it. and They're gonna be ready to play. But if you could sustain it, and if the game is close in the fourth quarter, I'm talking about real close, like tied up. You did your job. Like you want, if the game is crunchy at the end, it's like tied up, or you guys are up two to four. Yeah, you working with something because now you putting them now. Now it's going to be pressing because now the Warriors ain't never been in a position where they going to go down three one. So it's like less than two minutes to go in the game. Y'all up like four to six. Last time they was down three one, KD was on on a, another team, but you know I, I deleted that from my head. That's why I didn't say it. It'd be your own co-host to betray you and then. No, my team. Okay, so who so you got winning? Raptors. I got Warriors? Raptors by ten. Raptors by ten. Mm-hmm. And Give me a score. I want to hear your score. One seventeen, one oh eight. Okay. Yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. So, uh, guys, I have the Raptors as well. <laughs> There's no way I'm picking the Warriors, but I got the Raptors, and I like that score. But I'm gonna say. 117, 109. And I say 109 just because the Warriors score 109 every game so far. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. So. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I really, 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 like, it would make my night if the Warriors go down 3-1. It would make my nights. I would probably go to work skipping (laughs) with joy because I'm just like, yes. Another team will win the NBA Finals and they're going to break up this thing. No hate, though. No hate. I'm just just, tired of it. We respect it, but it's time for something new, you know? 
Katie about to go to Brooklyn. My bad. That's that's for another episode. Kyrie too. Uh, that's yeah. That's what I'm hearing. It's about to be crazy. But uh, last last episode we were talking about R. J. Hampton and how he's skipping college. And, yeah, I'm like, okay, and is this going a trend? Straight to play overseas, get his feet wet for the and get ready for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now I think it was yesterday or two days ago, Ken Martin Jr. Mm-hmm. Is following in those kind of footsteps where he committed to Van- Vanderbilt with Scottie Pippen Jr. Um, but just recently he said he doesn't want to go to college and he's pursuing the pro route. So we said it, it may become a trend. Um, I think, me personally, I do think it's about to be a trend for those like top tier players, those four star, five star players who like really, they don't really need the college exposure whereas they can just go get paid for a year get professional experience and then enter the draft and your name is going to get you if you're that talented your name you're still going to be in those draft talks those unless top 10 15 unless you get hurt or you just play super terrible yeah so they say they say he's like a three-star Keenan martin jr and that's why i said that but He's got that name, so mm. his Kenyon Martin. He's known in the NBA. Like he's yeah. he played ten plus years. Yeah. So oh, that's his son. Let, if he if he scores fifteen plus points overseas, mm-hmm. he should get drafted. Yeah. Cause he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't bad in high school, but he he's not them five star players like R J Hampton is. Who he's gonna go? He's gonna get his. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he doesn't get injured, but if he doesn't get injured, then he's going to be a lottery pick. Yeah, and then there was another kid that did it too. That's when he did like an internship or something. So yeah, it's starting to become a trend because um, uh, no knock on education. You know, guys, I'm a you know as I talk on this podcast a lot, I always talk about student athlete first. I, I love the importance of being a student, but I'm not naive to the fact that these young men. Um, have families to take care of you know a lot of these um, young men are in single home households just a mother and you know you know the story work 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 to support the child or the children so at the end of the day their hands are sometimes tied with the decisions that they have to make pertaining to finances Um, with that being said um, it gets real it gets real sticky for me just because on one end I'm, I'm for education like yes go to college get your education on the other end like I know the the debt that a lot of us are in pertaining to college and some of the decisions that we made that we just didn't know we were naive to. So with that being said, you got to do what's best for you and you got to do what's best for your family. If money is your ultimate goal and ultimately you have to go chase the money, the bag. Um, at some point, if college, you will have an opportunity to go back to school if that's something that you want to do. Um, you know, so... At the end of the day, I would say to a lot of these kids, uh, don't throw college away so soon. Um, but if you have the opportunity to go play the sport that you love and they're going to pay you, I'll never be the one to say, no, don't do it. Go to college. No, if, if you have the opportunity to do that, go. Um, like Rich said, a lot of these kids are going to get the, the notoriety because of their parents. Kenya Martin was the number one pick in the 2000 draft, um, scored over 9,000 points, 15-year vet. You know, so he was. I hear you. You know, so I he was a really, really, really decent player, and he was he was he, number one pick. So you know, he he definitely made a name for himself. So his son, um, 
I haven't been able to see him play or anything, so I can't really tell you anything about his game. But seeing Kenyon Martin speak on the multiple platforms that I see him speak on, um, I know he instilled a lot of good values in his son because he has a lot of he says what well, he says he stands on, you know. So um, I know he gave his son all the advice that he can he can he could, and the decision was ultimately up to his son to make the decision to not go to college. So I just wish him the best of luck. And this is definitely becoming a trend because you got to think about it like this. These schools are making a lot of money off these kids one year. Oh, yeah. So if Not we, even a year. Yeah, not even a year. So let's if we were able to pull up Duke, the money they made prior to Zion, you know? So, you know, these, these teams make – these schools make a lot of money off these athletes and, and they go to school for one year. You got to think about it like this. When you are – so focused on your dreams and your aspirations and you and, and something is in your way that you honestly feel shouldn't be in your way like college, then you're just going to be like, all right, when is this going to be done? Can we hurry up? Like a lot of these kids like, bro, like what I'm going to go? When I'm going to pick up? All right, I'm going to pick up any major that's going to get me out of here quick. No, not get me out of here quick, but like easy. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, okay, uh, writing or not knocking anybody that's a writing major. But I'm just saying they're just going to pick any major that's going to get them out of there. You know, and I, and I feel bad for like professors and stuff like that. Like, you doing all this and these kids are not going to, you know, what are they really getting out of it? You know what I'm saying? So NCAA has to figure something out because you want these top-notch kids to come to your school, but they don't have no insurance policy. Right. I don't think Zion always would have wanted to leave Duke because another year under Coach K, who knows what he would turn into, but he has no insurance policy. When he got injured, he see his whole career flashing for his eyes, and you, if you've never been in that situation, you wouldn't know how that feels. So it's no it's no incentive for these kids to even go to these big schools because there's no incentive for them if something were to happen to them pertaining to an injury. Okay, I get injured. You can offer me education, which is education is very important. But now, what about money? And that's know. and me personally, I think I think these kids getting paid. Everybody don't get every school don't get caught. Um, but I think most of these top players get paid. I'm not saying all of them, but it's it's like it's the time we live in. It don't. It's not. I don't get mad anymore. At some point, they have to pay the kids. Like y'all don't even get mad anymore. They make so much me. money. Like you said, the schools make so much money from ticket sales to selling merchandise, jerseys. Yeah, even though they like, don't have their names on it, you know who number so and so is. Like, come on, bro. Like, you got to think. Like, if the, 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 I'm talking about the big football schools, yeah. you don't even want to know how much money they make. Cause you don't. It's not just the merch and all that. They have uh, deals with the, the the networks and oh, it's disgusting how much money they're making. Coaches making millions. Exactly. It's so it's disgusting that these schools is making this much money, but these kids eating ramen noodles, sharing pizza, sharing a pie from Domino's. Like y'all don't know the struggle of being a college athlete if you've never been a college athlete. I wasn't at the highest division level, but ramen I was. Ramen noodles at, good. I ain't gonna lie. It, I can't even eat them now to this day. I'm I'm out. I'm colleged out. Like I'm telling you, like. I'm telling you, college. You ain't been broke if you ain't if you ain't. That's Throw it. Some hot sauce my, and some red pepper My money flakes. management skills in college were probably the best, <laughs> the best they ever been, because you you. I'm telling you, like, the the free education is is awesome because the debt that I'm in, I would take it. Like I tell Reggie all the time, like if they offer me, if I go back in time, they say, hey, we'll give you a full scholarship. You just, but you had the same struggles that you had financially in school, but no debt. I take it. I'm not saying I wouldn't. But I'm telling you, like, it, it becomes psychological because it's like, man, I'm struggling financially. 
but you want me to be an A-plus student and you want me to be an A-plus athlete. I need some type of incentive to keep me going. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like NCAA, it seems like they're getting closer to it, but then they want to go back. They get closer to it, they want to go back. Like Maybe they need some people on that committee that's been in those student-athlete shoes to understand, like, we're not saying give them millions of dollars, but they need something. A real stipend. 2500 ain't enough. A real stipend for these kids. Because a lot of these kids is taking care of families. A lot of these kids have kids. You get what I'm saying? And they're going across the country to go to these schools and fill these obligations because you're going to give them a full scholarship ride for sports. Okay, I understand that. I'm doing a job for you. Can you pay me to do this job? Because you, when you get to a certain point in, in athletics, it's not as fun as it was when you were seven and eight. Right. And your mom coming to all the games and, oh, hey, you look so... No, it's, and now it's a job. I got to get up at five in the morning, four in the morning. I got to make sure I'm eating right. I got to make sure my class schedule right. I got to pick a major that's not going to interfere with my school, with my basketball schedule or my football schedule. Like, do you know how many football players probably wanted to do certain things or certain I majors? I got homework. Exactly. Like, and some, some kids, want, like, they want to be students. They want to, like, do the work. And some right. don't do the work. Some people right. do it for them, but... There's, there's shady there's, ranch in the building. There's like, athletes who really want to like get their work done and also hoop. Like mm-hmm. they want to do the work, but it's like you said, five a.m. workouts. Then you what get done probably like seven seven thirty. No time to shower. Do you shower or do you eat? Like yep. and then you most, eight, most ten a.m. class, eight a.m. class. Yeah, now they fall asleep because. 5 a.m. workout. Do you want them to sit in the front of the class and be active in the class, right? <laughs> you ask them for a lot for a job that doesn't pay anything. Then they go to class all day. Then you have afternoon workouts or practice then or games. Correct. Then you got to study and more homework. Like, Correct. I'm not and then saying do it all over. Exactly. But I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying that the education, the free, the full scholarship ain't important, but y'all not even letting these kids pick the majors that they want. If I could go back in time and know what I know now, I'm probably going to go to school to be a nurse or something. I'm going to milk y'all for how y'all milking me. Y'all milking my talent. Okay. And I'm going to milk y'all for this money. Okay. I'm a, I'm going to school for nursing. I'm, I know what my talent lies. So either you going to work with my schedule or you not, but you know, but some kids, you can't even do that. The coaches is telling you, Oh, pick this class. And you look up and you done been in this school five, six years and you could have been out, but you're trying to rely, whatever the coach say, no, you got to worry about yourself. So that's what the, the NCAA is going to have a problem. These kids are not going to come to college. I'm not coming to college for one year to sit in a class where I know, bro, I just want to go to the NBA. Like, my talent, I know I can get there. Like, this is a this is an unnecessary roadblock. Yeah, so we need to, uh, like you said, we need to pay these kids because, and I'm sorry if you hear this stuff in the background. People are so disrespectful today, you know. They don't respect my, my, my podcast, our podcast, but... Ne- that's neither here nor there. Um, neither here nor there. Let's get let's let's, get to- let's pay these kids though. Like it's, it's worth yes, it. Yes, yes. And I, I also agree. think when LeBron James Jr. before he gets to college, I think the, that rule will change where they can go out of high school again. Yeah. But whatever. So pay them kids and um. Yes, let's please move do. Along. Please do. Question: Would you rather be overrated or underpaid? Hmm. Overrated or underpaid? I think it's tough either way because if you're overrated, you're most likely getting overpaid as well. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of players is overrated, getting paid a lot of money, and I feel like if you overpaid, 
and you you're underrated in the same it could be taken both ways what would i rather be that's tough overrated or underpaid i think i'd probably be overrated you want to be overrated yeah yeah i i, I feel the same way because if you're overrated yeah people probably like because it's overrated like, to them and yeah, my, like saying like oh he only does this he doesn't does he doesn't do this but at the same time being overrated, that means you get more opportunities to do things. Just talking Correct. in general. Yeah. You get more opportunities general, yeah. because mm-hmm. you're on that pedestal. Correct. And um, you get more opportunities to showcase your skills. And maybe once you get those opportunities, you showcase those skills and you get better at those skills. Correct. Now you're no longer overrated. You're Correct. what you're supposed to be. Correct. I agree. Because nobody wants to be underpaid. No, I'm sorry. Honest. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm getting underpaid right now as we speak. So why would I even... And, and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to... Uh, so underpaid or unemployed? <laughs> Definitely un- <laughs> un- underpaid. You don't want to be unemployed out here. That's a different type of beast. I'll take underpaid for 300 Alex. Like, no. No way. No way. Yeah, because like, oh, like I said, being overrated, you still get those opportunities that the people who's who are underrated don't get like you're not going to get in that same door uh, a person that's overrated will get in because people are not looking at you because basically you're not even on their radar so if you want that job and you you have a, a master's degree and this person has a master's degree but this person worked at say a fortune 500 company mm-hmm. but this person over here only worked at Let's say they were a manager at a retail store. Correct. They're going with the Fortune 500 because maybe they didn't, they weren't meant for that job or they didn't like work to get that job, but they had that job. Yep. Whereas you at the manager, you worked your way up from janitor to the manager, but they don't, they don't care about that. Yep. That person worked at the Fortune 500. Sure did. So like we said, rather be overpaid. Yep. Overrated. I said overpaid. Overrated. Or overpaid. Never underrated. Nah. Never unemployed. No, never unemployed. <laughs> you don't never want to be unemployed. That's just a different beast. Yeah, that's a different beast. But it definitely, I've been unemployed before. It shows you a strength in yourself that you ain't never see before. Because you're like, man, like you rely so much on a nine to five job, which is a lot of us, you know, a lot of us. But I feel like now this generation is like we're, we're yearning for more. We're yearning to be our own bosses and we're yearning for that support and that opportunity to do it on our own and for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, you know, we grow up and we go to school. We don't, we didn't get taught a lot of this, but now these kids are, have entrepreneurship classes and stuff like that. Mm So I feel like it's definitely going in the right direction where now I think when we are in our fifties and sixties, we're not going to necessarily be, working so hard that's the ultimate goal like nobody wants to work your whole life you know Mm -hmm. you want to be able to enjoy your life at some point you know so that's the ultimate goal to get to a point where your money is working for you and you're not necessarily working hard for your money yeah so guys my opinion like we said i'd rather be overrated because that's going to give you more opportunities uh to showcase what you can showcase and you never want to be, nobody wants to be underpaid, but as long as you're employed, you can make something happen with the money that you make. Correct. Whether that's putting some money t- aside for your business that you want to uh, start. 
Yep. It's just it's ways you can get around being unhappy where you are. Like, Correct. It's all about budgeting, my, yep. uh, finances, and yep. just managing your finances. Right. And once you get to that point and you're able to do that, then you know where, where, exactly where your money is going. Correct. Like, this amount goes to loans. This amount goes to my phone bill and yep. so on and so forth. Yeah, once you know where where exactly every penny is going, then I think it becomes a lot easier. Like I say before, and you every become episode, less stressed. Yeah, every episode, I'm not a financial guru. I'm just on the ground like everybody else to become financially free. And uh, ultimately, that becomes uh, to have authority over yourself and hold yourself accountable for things. You know, like I make a lot of impulse buys. So what I understand is, okay, if I know that I do that, how about I don't go on these websites and stuff? How about I clear out my browser so I'm not looking at stuff like that? So you just have to hold yourself to a higher standard if you want um, a different outlook on your life, you know, and um, do you. At the end of the day, be happy in what you do. Be happy in what you stand for. And at the end of the day, people will respect that and people will will come around you and, and want to support you. Yeah, and guys, it's all about networking. It's who you know. It's not so much nowadays what you know. Correct. It's who you know. Like, if you know somebody working at NBA or NFL mm-hmm. or anywhere that you want to be and you know somebody in there, talk to them. And if you don't know somebody, go to different events in your community or around the area mm-hmm. and just have business cards and hand them out and talk to people and just network with people. Because if you a closed mouth don't get fed. If you don't tell people your interests... They may have an opening, but you you wouldn't know that because you didn't get to know them or talk to them about their Correct. business. So I know it's not easy. No, I'm it's a super, not easy. I'm a super no. duper outgoing person. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. When I talk, when I'm like people be putting me on the spot about the podcast, because I'd be like, I'll be a little bit apprehensive because you just never know how people will react. Like people, a lot, everybody's not positive and everybody's not rooting for you. So I like to just move accordingly. So I like I scope people vibes out before, but when you grinding for something, bump all that. Hey, I got a podcast. With my friend, we talk about sports, we talk about current events, um, da 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 da. You know, so when you definitely trying to make a name for yourself, you got to get outside your shell and get outside your box. And that's what I'm learning, like um, pertaining to this. Like, you just got to push yourself, push yourself. Like, it is, if it's uncomfortable, you're doing the right thing. Like, if you pushing towards a goal and it's feeling uncomfortable, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to break that down um, after we're done. I like how you said. Everybody not riding for you, and everybody ain't rooting for you. I'm gonna break that down because I like that. Okay. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just, we got we're gonna get to the point where we feel comfortable being uncomfortable. Like me personally, I I, I don't like talking. I'm a I'm a real laid back mm-hmm. kind of guy. I don't I don't talk much. But on this, this brings out that, I guess I don't know. I don't even know what to call it, but it just gets me to talk more. Yeah, if you go back, like, if you guys can hear it, like, if you go back to our first episode when Reg introduced me, well, let's go to our second episode. Yeah, just go back and yeah, listen to and them you all. Can, and you can hear, like, even me, like, we're both, like, we sound a lot better. We're more confident. Reg was Reg, a real laid-back person. I've been knowing Reg for a long time. He just laid back. He be chilling. He scoped the scene. <laughs> Talk a little bit, throw his little gems out, and he chilling. Mm-hmm. Me, on the other hand, I, I'm a passionate person, so I talk. I could talk. Sometimes I got to tell myself, shut up, man. Chill. So, um, yeah, so you just can, when it's uncomfortable, you're doing the right thing. And that's all I can say about anything that you're doing pertaining to anything that you're trying to reach, uh, pertaining to your goals. If it's if it's too easy and it feels too, you, uh-uh. you ain't, something ain't right because you're, you're in a comfort space. So I don't know if you're going to grow as much. Right. 
So guys, we don't want to keep y'all too much longer, but usually at this time we would name our playmaker of the week. This week we don't have one, but guys, we want to let you know how to do it. So Keita gonna let you know how you can submit a playmaker. So, so guys, all you have to do is go on the website, www.theplaymaker.com. It's simple. You go to the bottom of any of the even any of the the, the tabs. You can go to the bottom and you can fill it out. You have somebody. You have a friend. You have somebody that's doing something. We're gonna don't, shout them out. They don't. Sorry about that. It don't even have to be a business. But. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a business. Even if you have somebody that's just that you show love to, that you man, this is my best friend for twenty years. I just care about her. Mm-hmm. You, you, we just want to show love to anybody, whether you have a business, whether you have a, uh, anything. We just want to support anybody. You graduated so, college, correct? You, absolutely. On a dean's list, like correct. that anything. has to be showcased because. We can't There's no overlook age those limit things. to either. If you have a, a a kid that just graduated kindergarten and you're so proud of them, like we just want to support anybody of any age with any type of positivity that we can, and we'll showcase you on the website, um, and, and on our social and, media, and, and on both our social medias, and we'll keep fan favorite on there. We'll keep Keisha Sutton on there because she has a lot of events going on. So guys, once again, go on fan favorite eleven, go on her Instagram and see all the events that she has coming up. Um, she's doing something really, really, really big. She didn't told me she got, I'm gonna keep it a little, I'm gonna keep it on the low, but she has something really, really big coming on, coming up. So just be on the lookout for that and continue to support her. She's doing a lot of things in the community. I've been knowing Keisha for a really, really long time. She gets a lot of opportunities to go elsewhere, but she, she continues, continues, continues to stay in Trent, New Jersey, where she was born and raised and try to uplift this community first. So if anybody that 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 one that does that will always get my respect, will always get my acknowledgement, always get my love. So shout out to Fan Favorite. You are the Playmaker of the Week for the second week. And um, next week we will have someone different, guys. We just need your support um, to let us know who's in your community, who's doing something. DM us, inbox us, but go on the website. Utilize the website. It's there for a reason. Yes, www.theplaymakerpodcast.com. Guys, right. visit it. Check it out. See who our playmakers of the weeks are, who our former, uh, our previous playmaker of the weeks were. Mm-hmm. Um, just our previous episodes. You can catch up on all our episodes on there. Yeah. Um, as, lo- as well as going on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the apps as well. Sure. But visit our website and just even on a playmaker of the week, you can. Submit that and also tell us what you like or don't like and what right. we should get better at. And, and any topics you want us to discuss. Um, like me and Red says, it's only a week, but a week left left in the finals. So um, you we will be get, diving more deep into a lot of topics. I know yep. a lot of people are talking about the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what is it? When they see us. When they see us. So I haven't started watching yet, but I will be watching it. Um, so, you know, me and Reg will be discussing that and diving into other, other topics, you know. So, like me and Reg said, it's not always going to be about sports. So, guys, be on the lookout for us to be talking about a lot of different things. And before me and Reg close out, I want to give a really, really big shout out to uh, my college teammates for supporting me and buying shirts and um, just uplifting me and, and, and supporting the podcast. Um, also, my former coach, um, he's been inboxing me. He's been supporting the podcast since day one. So I want to just give a whole big shout out to all my Bloomfield family for continuing to support me. And a lot of people saying they knew this was the outcome for me. And I just appreciate y'all support. I had a, a really, really, really interesting career at Bloomfield, um, success, um, at basketball, but very interesting. Um, a lot of ups and downs, but those people supported me the whole way. So I can't say nothing, but, uh, thank you to all my teammates that continue to support me all the people that continue to listen to the podcast from Bloomfield area, even if you're not from the Bloomfield area, I just appreciate you all for continuing to support. 
Um, and I just want to say thank you to my teammates. Shout out to y'all. I want to big shout out to y'all. I, I love y'all, period. So thank you for y'all support. And I just wanted to let y'all know I was giving y'all a shout out. So. Oh, yeah. I, I see the Bloomingfield love um, when I check and see who, who our listeners are from. And it, they right behind Trenton. So. Yeah, so I appreciate y'all very, very much. So and before we let, uh, we let you guys go and wrap this episode up, we got to get right. Yes, we do have to get right. So I'll start it off. Um, people, people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Ooh. And um, you have to be uh, smart enough to understand what it is. You know, maybe maybe it's a season and you learn something from it. Maybe it's a reason they came into life. Came into your life. Maybe they'll come back. You never know. But you can't stay still waiting for someone to make a decision if they want to be a friend or significant other or anything like that. So what I'm, what I'm basically saying is never be stagnant in any situation that you're in, whether it's a friendship, a relationship, a work relationship, um, a business partnership, never be stagnant. If you feel like you're in a situation that you're not growing, you're not getting anything out of, then you have to let yourself go. And if it's meant for that friendship, that relationship, or anything like that to come back, you got to let that happen organically, and you can't force that. So I would say, at the end of the day, if someone is meant to be in your life, they would be in your life. You don't have to go searching for them. You don't have to go uh, begging for them to come back in your life. If it's meant for them to come back in your, into your life, they will come back to your life. And time apart from friendships, relationships, or partnerships are never, it's not bad. If you need some space away from a partnership or a friendship, um, that's just time for you to dive into your self-love journey or your self-assurance journey of who you really are as a person and what traits that you want to fix for yourself. So just realize that some people come in your life for a reason, a season, or forever, and you are not the judge of that. You know, you can't say, okay, I met you, you're going to go in a forever box. I met you, you're going to go in this box. No, God has the assurance of that. So you meet people. You be genuine. If it falls apart, you just got to let it go. And if it's meant to come back, it'll come back. But don't stay stagnant. That's the that's probably my main thing out of my get right is never stay stagnant in anything. Relationship, friendship, partnership. If you feel like you're not getting your ultimate, if they're not motivating you, uplifting you or anything like that, then it's, it's pointless. It should be no contact. It is what it is. And let yourself grow from that, you know. So don't force no relationships with anybody, friendship, relationship, or partnership. Remember, you're the you're the ultimate prize and conduct yourself in that way. Kita, I think we got to end on that. Because <laughs> mine ain't going, mine ain't touching that one. My, and I already jumped the gun with what, what I was going to say. It was about just networking. I already mentioned it. Just network, reach out to people. Just, um, like I said, closed mouths don't get fed. But we're going to end on Kita's get right because okay. that's what we need to do and that's what I felt was the right thing to do. So, um, Guys, this is episode 11 of the Playmaker Podcast. I'm Reggie Cohn. I'm Nikita yeah. Mario Thomas. See y'all next week. Peace, family. I'm a creative, so let me create. Nothing's promised, so I'm awake. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.